So on this week's podcast, I'm going to talk about um, my skincare regime and also my minor mole surgery. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a minor operation to have a mole removed from my chin. And so if you have a look at my Instagram accounts, there are some pictures of there showing what the mole looked like before and after. The mole had grown quite big and I wanted to get it double checked as a special, um, by a specialist just in case um, there was any sort of dodgy cells there or anything like that. Now, I didn't want to burden the NHS um, with something that was so simple. So I chose to pay to go privately, um, mainly because I can have it checked out quite quickly, get an appointment quite quickly. Um, and I'll have the procedure done quite quickly as well because I know waiting times are quite long in hospitals at the moment um, as they recover from delays caused by COVID. Um, consultants don't just spend all their time seeing patients. Uh, they also go to meetings, surgeons perform surgery, physicians, that's doctors, and surgeons, that's Mr, Mrs or Miss, also have to keep up to date with their training with CPD events, that's continuing professional development events, and also they give back uh, to education for the future generation of colleagues coming through by tutoring, mentoring, providing training. And then they also work with bodies such as the medical rural colleges. They invigilate on examinations, develop content for seminars, maybe write articles. Um, so it's which are peer reviewed work. So they might be peer reviewing a work um, to be published so that the knowledge is shared with their colleagues around the world. Um, and that's a hidden part of the profession that the public don't see and probably don't realise that all this goes on um, as well as seeing patients and treating patients. So, however, on our way to hospital, I did see something which I feel that I do need to mention. Um, uh, we did see somebody nearly run over by a car which came around the corner far too quickly. The guy was already in the road and the young lady driver stopped and then beeped at him tell him to move rather than waiting um, for him <laughs> to let him cross the road and I did actually have to think was that necessary was she in such a rush that she couldn't wait one minute to let the man cross when he was already in the road and I just felt the need to kind of comment on that and point it out because it did annoy me ever so slightly Anyway, mother drove me to the hospital. I was only having a local anaesthetic, but as it was on my head, just as a precaution, I didn't want to drive back. The procedure was completely painless, and after the anaesthetic was injected, a scalpel was used to remove the mole. Then the laser burned the rest of it flat in line with my chin. The smell reminded me of the farrier burning horses' hooves to mold the shoes to fit. I have some plasters to put on, but actually I didn't need them. Um, but I did have antibiotic cream, which I have been faithfully putting on twice a day. The whole procedure took about 20 minutes, from going through the form to coming out and sitting in the waiting room, making sure I recovered from the anaesthetic okay. It was all very fast and efficient and very businesslike, but also very friendly. And mother and I sat for a while and she listened as I chatted about my recent trip to Scotland. And I started to drift into the analysis of what and when things had gone wrong with my marriage, which, if you haven't already heard that, I've already done a separate podcast on it. Um, and then she also commented as she drove home that the staff were all really happy in the hospital. She'd noticed that they were helping each other, chatting to each other, offering to cover each other's shifts, all very friendly and helpful. And I said that's because the atmosphere in the hospital was a positive one. The staff are clearly happy. They really enjoy working there. And I was thinking in contrast to my cousin, who's a theatre nurse, and he was sat on our sofa um, 
just the other day complaining about how unhappy he was and how bad conditions were and how you know he couldn't progress and they were trying to get him a promotion but they were waiting for the funding and I could sense the frustration in his voice because he's thinking well you know I'm kind of running out of time career-wise you know and he was you know he was just the frustration was really getting to him whereas in consequence you can kind of feel the positive atmosphere in the private hospital as soon as you walk in which also means that the patient has a positive experience so I could see as well the staff had up-to-date computers to work from um, there was only there wasn't one complaint about how long the database was taking to load um, you know so I could I could see a difference um, from you know maybe the hospital that I've been in I've been in several um, to the private hospital that I was in having my mole removed so the team who performed my minor operation were happily chatting Unfortunately, one lady had lost her mother two years ago today and she was telling us of her plans to go to Edinburgh to lay some flowers. Um, and also she was going to go and redo all of the tourist sites that she had seen as a child but had completely forgotten. Now, it's a strange thing to say about an operation, but I actually really enjoyed the experience and meeting the people there. So if you do have a mole that you're not sure about, please do go and get it checked out. And if you are thinking about having an operation like this, hopefully this podcast may alleviate any concerns you might have had about the procedure. And if you are able to afford to pay for it, um, I do know that your taxes have gone to fund the NHS, as of mine. But at the moment, with the unprecedented pressure on the system, I think it's important that we all do what we can to help out. So my mole has healed very quickly, as in the scab has nearly come off. I didn't give it a helping hand, honest. And it has left a red mark as expected, but I can just use concealer to hide that. So overall, I'm very happy with the result. Now, I also thought it would be nice if I share with you my skin regime. So I remember going to an interview at a country estate in Ayrshire once, and halfway through the interview, the owner asked me how old I was. And his partner chastised him for asking that question. I just laughed and replied I was 46. I was at the time, obviously. I'm a little bit older now. The couple commented on how young I looked, so I thought I would maybe post a detailed skincare regime um, that I've followed um, since my early 20s so you can all learn the secret and my secret. So, here goes. I didn't wear much makeup. I used facial wash each morning. I put Nivea cream on at night when I remembered and in the morning if I had time. I drank a lot of water I eat a lot of fresh fruit and veg. I don't eat any processed food apart from chocolate, which I have cut back on. I drank copious amounts of red wine and partied from the age of 16 to 30, but I've never taken any drugs. And I get out in the fresh air twice a day, usually walking a dog. And that has really been the mainstay of my facial regime. But now I'm approaching 50 at a very fast rate and I've started a proper skincare regime. I use cleanser and toner every night and a lavender-based night cream, then facial wash and day cream in the day with SP Factor in it. And I've also started wearing makeup, only just recently. Um, I don't really like wearing lipstick though, and I do just wear makeup just to make me look a little better. I don't really feel comfortable wearing too much. I never have done. 
As for the rest of me, I have really soft skin and I just use a fragrance-free or lavender-based shower gel and just try and remember to put aloe vera-based moisturiser on once a week. I do use a salt-based body scrub once a month as well. And my feet being the favourite part of me get more attention. I have an electric pumice stone and I give my feet a treatment with this once a month to get rid of any hard skin. And I also apply a foot cream once a week, usually before my yoga session as we're all barefoot in that. Now hair, is, hair removal is a thing that needs constant attention as you get older. And I use a variety of techniques from a simple razor to hair removal cream once a week, followed by my moisturiser. The main issue I have with my hair, it's always been really, really fine at the front. Um, and I've tried so many different types of hair thickening shampoo and treatments. Um, but there is one thing I have come to realise. Essentially, it's down to the water I wash my hair with. If I wash it at my parents' house where the water is so soft, one dash of fairy liquid and you have a massive bowl full of bubbles. My hair is flat and it looks thin. If I wash it in harder water, it comes out looking much fuller and thicker. So the next time I buy a house, I think I might have to ask if I can test their shower first to wash my hair in it before I consider buying it. And anyway, I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast.